Thanks, everyone, for joining us today for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Great to be with you to open Scripture from a biblical point of view and to think with God in these days. These are crazy days, and that's why I thought uh, we could open up with a joke. Now, I'm not much of a joke teller, but we have two guests with us today, Josh Josh Harris, who's back with us, and also Ben Sku from Finland, and they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they they said that uh, I can't start without a joke. So the joke today is, um, why couldn't they play cards on the ark, Josh? I got nothing. You got nothing. All right, Ben Sku. I got nothing either. Because <laughs> Noah was standing on the deck. Oh! Okay. Now that we have caused heart palpitations, we're going to start this off today. We, we have a we have really a great theme we want to talk about today on the end days. We've been covering uh, in the month of September on the end days, and uh, I had somebody, Josh, believe it or not, somebody asked me the other day, "Are we in the end days?" So. Um, for the person that maybe is not awake spiritually or dull or just maybe preoccupied, um, that would not be an obvious answer. But for those that are awake in the spirit, uh, we are definitely in the last days, the end days. So, uh, open it up for us today. I know you had a couple of thoughts that sounded good in our discussion, so it's all yours. Sure. Thank you, Pastor Jason, again, for the opportunity to share on uh, this podcast. It's, it's been a blessing to listen to the other messages from the, the other guys and um, really just think together with God and His Word about these topics. Uh, we talked about talking about agnosticism. That's a, it's a prevalent thing in the, in the times, in the days we're living in. And uh, I know in soul winning, you meet a lot of, a lot of folks that are giving that reply, you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm an atheist, but I'm not going to say that I'm a theist either. I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to be Switzerland, yeah. and I'm going to say, I don't know, IDK. I'm an agnostic. That's what they would say. Or you might hear someone say, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And they're kind of like in that middle ground. They're dancing around, making a decision or committing to, to one thing. And they're they're saying, you know, hey, I'm, I'm an agnostic. And uh, really, that, that word means to not know, right? Mm-hmm. Is that true in the, in the Greek? Mm-hmm. Agnosticism, uh, gnosko, means to know. And adding the A in front of it, to not know. So, And uh, I used to, running into people like that, I used to say, hey, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. You know, and, and I think it is in, in some ways and can be in some ways for those who just aren't simply aren't taught and they simply don't know. That's a very true statement. Uh, I know people who who were agnostic and that was the reality. They just weren't taught the truth. So they didn't know. And when they when they came to to hear the truth, they came to that knowledge. So uh, but I think there's another group that's using this as a as an escape, as a cop out really, uh, for lack of a better term. And, uh, I, I want to, I want to be gracious. I want to be sensitive, uh, to people and people listening. You know, if you're in this camp, 
you know, and you say, hey, I'm, I'm an agnostic and, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, in one way, some of you may be very sincere in that. And then others of you, you, you say you're open-minded, but you're closed to the gospel. You're closed to Jesus. And so, you know, are you, do you know, do you know, or did you know at one point? And that's the question. Did you know? And as I read my Bible, I think that you did know at one point. That's what John chapter 1 tells us, that there was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. And Ecclesiastes 3.11 says eternity has been put into our hearts. And Romans chapter 1 talks about these things too in verses 18 to 25. Um, so uh, what can be known of God, you know, has been revealed. Um, uh, he, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Um, eternity is in our hearts. God has given light to every man coming into the world. So for you to say, I don't know, you have to reject this and, and let God be true and every man a liar. And so I'm suggesting the thought is maybe the only reason you don't know is because you don't want to know. Maybe you don't know because you don't want to know. And um, perhaps, you know, being wise in your own opinion, in your own thoughts, um, God is resisting that, that pride and he's hidden, uh, Mark chapter 10, he's hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. And God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, 2 Peter chapter 3 talks about uh, people who willfully forget that the heavens were made of old. They willfully forget that judgment came upon the earth in the form of a global flood. Uh, there's a, a volition in operation here. And then there's God partnering with that volition uh, in his sovereignty, uh, hiding these things from the wise and prudent and revealing them to babes. Uh, like we see in the life of Pharaoh, <coughs> Scripture tells us that Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then later it tells us that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Which one was it? Yes. It was both. Um, so, Ben, you and I are friends. Mm -hmm. No one has to reconcile us or, or cause us to get along or agree mm -hmm. with each other because we're already friends. Uh, the sovereignty of God and man's free will, they work together. They're friends. We don't have to reconcile them. Yep. Uh, these things are true. And so um, agnosticism is to say, I don't know, but where I used to say, thank you for your honesty, now I, I kind of lean towards saying, perhaps you did know. Scripture says that you did know at one point. Uh, did you believe at one point what happened? You know, what, was there a, a time of willful um, disregard uh, 
no longer wanting to acknowledge the truth of God's word, no longer wanting to acknowledge the reality of a creator. And, and then it became uh, the, the thing that you've embraced and the thing that you now you can't see uh, because you chose to close your eyes. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't know, but God sees, sees our hearts and, and his word is a searchlight. Uh, for our hearts. And this is what God's word is saying about these things. Uh, Jesus says in John 5:40, you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Uh, John 7:17, 7, um, Jesus says, he who desires to or wills to do his will, speaking of God, he, whoever wills to do God's will shall know concerning the doctrine whether it is of God. Um, so there you see like a connection between our will and revelation or our will and discernment. Um, so I don't know, just a, a couple thoughts there. I mean, you have to be born again to see the <clears throat> kingdom of God. Um, yeah, and God, God gives light, but uh, that light, is, is attractive to those who want to know the truth, who want to do the truth. But uh, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil and they're not willing, there it is again, not willing to come to the truth that their deeds may be exposed. So just some thoughts there. No, these are good thoughts. I mean, I think in the last days there's a lot of different people that have this conversation that um, they're not willing or they once knew it and now they're just, their their mind is seared or their conscience is seared, they're mm. detached from the truth. I thought of this verse as you were speaking about agnostics yes. and even atheists, right? Mm. Do, do you have to deny, you have to believe there is a God to deny a God, right? So mm. it's like in these end days, the falling away, the fallout, people will begin to adapt this, this ideology that is um, godless and eventually atheistic, where, you know, I am my own God. I don't need God. I don't need a higher or this higher power, this general mystic kind of mindset. But as, as a believer, we, we have a precise faith, a precise truth, precise light. I love what you said, Jesus is like a searchlight, right? Mm. Look at this in Colossians 2.8. It says, Beware lest any man spoil you through mm. philosophy mm. and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Mm. So there's a lot of uh, philosophy today. I'm, uh, I'm not against psychology. I think it, it addresses the mind. But one thing about a biblical worldview, uh, a biblical uh, mindset, is that it addresses the heart. And that's the seat or the command center or the seat of affections. It's the seat of everything. So instead of analyzing and organizing, we have to ask ourselves, okay, this is more than just a philosophy. It's absolute truth. Yes. I want to make sure it's something that's absolute. And... Um, did you want to comment on that, Josh? Just anything? Just what do you think about that uh, philosophy and vain deceit? It's like that's a powerful that's a powerful term. 
Ben, it's great to have you as well from Finland. Thank Ben's you. with us. Uh, ben Sku, Ben, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Just well, we'll call him Man of God here. Whatever you want to call. <laughs> Just bend it. <laughs> but yeah, any have you seen that type of philosophy overseas in Finland? I'm sure. Yes. How, yes. how would you address that? Let's say you're talking to somebody on the street and they give you some agnostic answer, some abstract answer. What would you say to them? Oh man, it's it's a it's a very tough view to address and a person who's a person who's holding this kind of a view is hard to I find it hard to talk to those people because, yeah, ultimately it's hard to prove anything really. And uh, I myself can identify with um, with agnostic thoughts. Like I, I, I can, I can have the skepticism inside of myself. You know, like is 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 the Bible really inspired? You know, does God really exist? Like, bring me the proof. But um, I. I can't live in that either. You know, I can't live. It's really an unlivable view. Like, I have to make up my mind about something. And, um, and uh, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm not really living according to, if I'm an agnostic, I'm not really living according to that view. Like, like I make decisions based on faith every day. You know, mm-hmm. I go to bus stop. I know the bus is coming. I, I make, I trust that my mom loves me i trust that my parents love me you know i'm not agnostic about those things Mm. and um i can't really live this way it's an unlivable view and it's it's almost like this lazy position to take like you said maybe they don't want to know because they they don't want their deeds to be exposed like usually agnostics they they are really smart people it's a safe view to take it's hard to attack agnostic and um and I think they know it because if, if if they had any other position, maybe their deeds would be exposed in some ways. But for them to avoid this contradiction in their life, they it's almost like they built this belief system to be able to live in it and not have this contradiction. So, yeah, I think you're right on the money, Josh. Like they 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 don't come to lie unless their deeds would be exposed. Mm. And um. For those who are agnostic, I think there are two types of agnostics. Like there are sincere agnostics who really want to know the truth, and I can identify with that. I'm yes. really, I want to know that it's absolutely true. But then there are those lazy agnostics that want to maybe live in their sin. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those maybe who are sincere, I would say that if God, you know, is real, if He is Almighty, then then He's powerful enough to persuade you. And if you if you ask Him in prayer. You got nothing to lose, you know, and he's he's powerful enough to persuade you, and that's that's been helpful to me whenever I got a, you know, heavy doubt about the, you know, whatever it is, Bible or Jesus or whatever it is. God mm-hmm. is powerful enough to persuade us, and um, yeah, there's a lot to say, and yeah. No, that's good. I, I like how you kind of brought up two different types of agnostics. I mean, yeah. I think we have ignorance in our world where where really this generation doesn't know God. They weren't raised in church. Their parents yeah. maybe are are maybe taking more of a passive role as far as uh, discipling their family. They're more of like being a friend rather than a parent. But I want to say something about the lazy agnostic, or we yeah. could say um, 
that ultimately I think the natural man does not want to, to be accountable. Yeah. And this is it. It's like people will have a cop-out statement. I love how you said that. They'll have like, they'll be like a little ballerina. They'll dance around because they don't want to be accountable. And it's like, Josh, what do we say to people? Like, sure, we have doubts and our doubts should cause us to search out the truth. But um, if someone is really listening and really caring and really wanting to know, I love what Ben Scoo just said, God yeah. will make himself known. Like Psalm 19 says over and over, and Hebrews chapter 1, I mean, the, the, the world testifies of, of who God is. But, yeah. but So let's say, you know, there's an innocent agnostic, maybe someone that is unchurched, mm-hmm. or, and, um, and they're not willfully, they just, they just don't know. What yeah. would you say to them? I think, I think it's great because we have a, a biblical example in the book of Acts, chapter 17. Actually, Ben Scoo brought this up in conversation earlier today. Uh, but it's um, the altar to the unknown God. They're saying, honestly, hey, we don't know. This is a, there's a God. We don't know who he is, the unknown God. And then so in talking with them, the Apostle Paul says in verse 30, Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man, capital M, whom he has ordained. Hmm. This is Jesus. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So what do we say to the agnostic? The same thing that we say to the atheist. The same thing that we say to the backslidden Christian. The same thing that we say to every creature under heaven. The gospel. Mm. The gospel message. Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead. You know, it, it, it's so important. Like when we share our faith, we can take it from a moral view, an intellectual view. We can take it from a problem-solving view. Maybe there's a problem that they need solved. But really, when you start to talk to the heart, and it's the Holy Spirit that persuades men, it's not me trying to manipulate or you trying to manipulate over them with all the answers. You know, yeah. Maybe you're thinking, you know, I don't have the answers. Or maybe we're intimidated by the answers. Yeah. Or the atheist that shames you and says, how can you believe there's a God when this is happening and that's happening? <clears throat> And we can say this and that is happening because man has chosen their own way mm. and they have not chosen the way of God. Yeah. And so, Bensko, what would you say to what would you say to someone that is uh, maybe searching and they have this this <clears throat> philosophy, this philosophy, this this traditions of men like how about this one? Um, you know, you have to be good mm-hmm. to get to heaven. Um, that's a vain philosophy. That's a deceitful, that's deceitful lie, actually, when God never said that he's, you had to be good. Mm-hmm. He actually demands perfection. That's what other philosophy are we hearing today, and how would you address that, or what kind of mess, like a redemptive message could you give to them? I don't know, to the agnostic, or anybody? I don't know, like this, this, Life is too short to take the risk of 
that there there is an afterlife and that there is a hell you know we you you gotta consider it like please like if like the very thing you thought to be a fairy tale one day you you will wake up and be in terror you find out you know it it that was true like something is true like don't take that risk but if there is a god he will he will persuade you and and um i don't know i mean it, it, it really is a hard issue like people don't want to come to light they don't they have their arguments and it's you know in a sense it's it's in vain trying to persuade people but um i guess some people who are really seeking i would just encourage them like yeah like you if it's an agnostic really sincere agnostic like keep on trying keep on seeking you know keep on praying like you you will be persuaded and you know just try it on you know like please try and i don't know you you can't take that risk life is too short to take that risk it's yeah it's it's really crazy yeah uh, somebody said it like this I, they said you know if i am wrong yeah then you've lost nothing but if i am right you've lost everything and I, I love what you said earlier, you know, an agnostic or an atheist, for that matter, has no one to thank. It's an unlivable kind of situation. Yeah. But when you talk about the afterlife, the Bible talks about heaven and hell many different times in the Bible. Yeah. Actually, 88 times about heaven and 222 times about hell. Yeah. 222 times. And so what is he trying to say? Almost three times more. Because he doesn't wish that none should perish but come into a saving knowledge of Christ. So, I mean, in the world today, especially in the last days, um, people are watching your life. They're listening to your, your words. So our testimony has a huge uh, an impact on people. And actually, everything is speaking to the unbeliever. And, um, you know, we sometimes underestimate uh, ourselves, but really our life is an, our, our life action and testimony is an epistle. Because think about it, I mean, over and over, Mark 9, I mean, hell is a place where the worm dieth not, the, the, hell, the fire is not quenched. It's a place where there'll be everlasting torment. And it says that the worm dieth not, which means the memory and conscience of that person's life and their rejection of God will be playing over and over and over in their mind. And I don't know about you, have you ever regretted doing something and it just plays over and over in your mind? You just think of ways that you could have done it differently? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, That's you dream torture. For a, you dream for a time machine. Yeah. That's where you dream. But it's impossible. You, know, yeah. you, you don't get a time machine. It's yeah. like... It's done. It's it's recorded. You know, it's done. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting, Josh. I mean, we're we're in a time of ignorance that equals arrogance, yes. and an arrogance that equals ignorance. I mean, it's on both spectrums. People that are ignorant, and they're proud about their ignorance, and what you people say, oh, what you don't know won't hurt you. It's true. It won't hurt you. It'll kill you. What you don't know will kill you, actually. And then you have the arrogant that like you said beautifully early on, they willfully disobey or ignore or because maybe of some hurt in their life, some tragedy, and they're angry with God. Yeah. By the way, just to say that about being angry with God, I mean, we've met people that they want God to be accountable to them rather than us be accountable to God. And therefore, yeah. maybe a loss of a loved one, uh, an injury, a disappointment, they hold the Lord hostage 
and what happens is they shut their eyes to the truth. Do you want to comment on that or anything that, along these lines today? This is this is some yeah. good thoughts. This is pretty yeah. relevant today. Yeah. For the first time. No. <laughs> Finally. Oh. Yeah. Time for a joke. No, just kidding. No jokes. No, comment on that. I mean, maybe yeah. people are angry no, I mean, with I've, God sometimes. I've, like, just to speak very freely, I've, I've been that guy, you know. I had a time in my life where I was like, all right, God. I was I was serving you and this that and the third happened in my life. I'm taking a break, you know. I'm taking a break for a year. I'm stepping out of ministry. I'm going. I'm doing my own, doing my own thing. I'm going to live how I want to live because, you know, I didn't understand one who I was or really who, who God was to, you know that that He's loving. He's sovereign over all these things and He's to be trusted and can be trusted, and He's faithful when we're faithless, mm. and. uh on the other side of things here, I can look back and see the mistake in thinking that way. Um, I lost three years, but the Lord has uh, restored the years that the locusts have eaten. And uh, so uh, I would say to the agnostic, I would say, you know, thank you for your honesty, if you're being honest. But I want to challenge you just in case, you know, if you say you're open minded, are you closed to the gospel? Therefore, you're not open minded. And if you open yourself up enough for the true light to shine in, it will expel the darkness. It will illuminate uh, Psalm 19. Uh, the word will enlighten your eyes. And um so if you open yourself up to that. So uh, are you truly seeking what is true? If you are, there's a promise in God's word that says that um, in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. So, um, you know, Jesus said that seek and you will find whatever you're seeking. If you're seeking an excuse, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. If you're seeking to dance around the truth, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and if you're seeking the Lord, you will find him. And we know that he's seeking us. You know, God is seeking you even now as you listen. Um, and he's been seeking since Genesis chapter three, you know, Adam, where are you? And uh, Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. So, I mean, it's amazing. Think about it. An omnipresent, all-knowing, all-powerful God is humbled himself to seek. Like God knew where Adam was in the garden. Yeah. But he wanted to really know, Adam, are you listening to my voice? Like when he said, Adam, where are you? You know, it wasn't like he didn't know where he was. But he wanted Adam to know that he was being sought by a God of love. You know, there are so many uh, ideologies and, and philosophies that can creep in. And, uh, you know, mm. I remember talking with a young lady on a campus about relativ uh, relativism. And I asked her that question. I said, what is truth? And she said, well, it's that which is referred to the most. And so I pointed to this red car and I said, so if I say 20 times that this car is green the car now is green rather than red and she goes yes i go let's just think logically about this that's an absurdity and it's the same thing with philosophy yeah. it's like 
the history over and over, like uh, we see in the Catholic Church, maybe indulgences. You can buy your forgiveness. Um, you can um, somehow pray someone out of purgatory. I mean, these these traditions are anti-Bible, and it's like in the last days. Look at First, Second, Third John. These are key elements where the Christian is warned not to be deceived by false teachers. And, you know, if we don't know the truth, we will be deceived by a half-truth. And that's the strongest lie, is the one that's closest to the truth. So this is days to be really uh, knowing the truth, reading the truth, listening the truth. So just like a banker working with the, with the right money when they come yes. across the counterfeit, yes. it's, it's obvious. And if this is not obvious to you, Get get your nose in the book. Get with people that love the book uh, because um, we can fade and drift and become general and ineffective in these last days. And this is a these are great days for harvest. These are great days to present the gospel, to present the person of Christ, Jesus plus nothing. Josh, any last comments before we close? It's been great to have you in Ben's school today. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Anything you want to close with? Uh, I th I think uh, you're you're talking about false teaching, and that's like a that's a topic for the last days for sure, and maybe a, a topic for a future conversation. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the if you look at all the different signs that Jesus and and the scriptures tell us about signs of the last days, that is the most prevalent, most mentioned in the scriptures about the end times is false teachers, apostasy. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I love what you said. You know, you don't you don't learn to recognize counterfeit by studying the counterfeit. You learn to recognize it by studying the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's Jesus plus nothing. Mm -hmm. If it's Jesus plus something, it's false. Bensku, any last words? Um, I wanted to add a quote that I heard last year from one of our pastors. He, I don't know whose quote it is, but it goes like this: um, For those who believe. No evidence is necessary. For those who don't believe, no evidence is sufficient. I think that quote is right on the money. And uh, we can share on that. Wow, that's a drop the mic quote right there. The boom. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I love it. Can you say it one more time? Because I yeah. want to process that. Yes. For those who believe, no evidence is necessary. Mm. It's a childlike faith. For those who don't believe, no evidence is sufficient. Mm. You'll wow. never come to the point of, you know, believing if you're on the ladder, mm. if you identify with yourself. Mm. There won't be evidence to persuade you. Yeah. Well, it's like people may say, I got to I gotta see it to believe it, when actually we must believe it to actually see it, right? Yeah, that's right. And even if you saw it, you would probably think it's some hallucination you know there would be expl some weird explanation anyway you yes. know wow excellent excellent yeah. well i hope you're encouraged by this podcast today everybody and if you come across those that are seeking the truth be gentle mm -hmm. be loving mm -hmm. but also be clear and present the person of god who is seeking and saving the lost mm -hmm. take care thanks for joining us for another episode of the inner revolution podcast 
please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.